Alex wearing diamond ring wearing Kip Thielen wheeling dealing limousine riding jet flying son of a gun and I'm having a hard time holding these alligators down This is the Dynasty Warzone, the People's Dynasty Podcast, and here are your hosts, Memphis at DFF Memphis and Jerry at Jerry Sin DFF. Hey guys, Nick Burnett here. Just wanted to kind of give some information on why I joined the Patreon, why I'm part of the Dynasty Warzone uh, team downloaded the dynasty Warzone podcast it took one day joined the patreon reached out to memphis about a situation with one of my rosters and the kind of feedback i got was hey nick why don't you give me a call uh, we went down my roster and he helped me pull off a couple moves that put me ahead when i thought i was gonna be in re- rebuild mode this year and that's just part of what comes with the patreon uh, just tr- uh, trade talks just good interaction with guys that love fantasy football uh, whether it's 10 o'clock at night or 3 o'clock in the morning, there's always going to be fantasy football talk, whether it's redraft, whether it's dynasty. I joined a couple leagues with the Patreon members, and it's the same thing. Even in, even while we're drafting, we're still shooting ideas at each other. And if that sounds like something that you want to be a part of, pause the podcast now, join the Patreon, and join a, join a great fantasy football group, but more like a fantasy football family. Are you looking for something to set your league apart from those dime a dozen jabroni leagues out there then head over to trophysmack.com and hook your league up with the best trophies in the game today and not only will you get the best trophies in the game today you can get a free championship ring up to a 59.99 value by entering in the promo code dwz ring you pick out your trophy which one do you like? You put it in the cart. You add the ring to the cart. You add the promo code DWZ ring. Makes the ring free. And your league is now a step above the league down the street. So if you're looking for the best, you want to be the best in the game, you want to have the best league in town, go over to trophysmack.com, get that trophy, get that ring, use that code DWZ ring, and let's have a big season. What's happening, everybody? Happy Wednesday, and welcome to the Dynasty War Zone, the People's Dynasty Podcast. And this week, we are going to talk about four players. We are going to make the move on, as in guys we're looking to acquire, and four guys we're looking to move on from. So, guys we're looking to shuffle off of our roster, but I'll tell you who I will never Ever, never, ever, ever, never, ever shuffle off my roster. He is my co-host. You know this man as the man of the hour and the man with the power. He is Gerald Jason Clare. Jerry, what's up, man? That's only because you're not lucky enough to get me off your roster. I'm like Des Bryant. Every time you think you should have gotten rid of me, I just keep popping up. It's like herpes is what it is. Uh, what is up, my friend? It's been I, a I, week. I, it's, it's been a horrible week. Every week. Without Randers and me sitting down behind a microphone spitballing football, it's a bad time. And and right now, it's a good time, baby. 
I, you know, instead of like herpes, maybe next time you can go like Godfather three, like the most quotable line. For, and, and Godfather three is actually pretty good. It's a little misunderstood, but the the, the best line in that one is uh, just when I thought I was out, they pull me back in. And that's what we're here to do with the Dynasty Warzone gang. We are here to pull you back in to the show. And so I'm going to jump into a bunch of stuff real quick. I'm going to get Jerry's two cents on some of these things as well. So uh, one thing, we are going to shorten the intro going forward in an effort to give you a little bit more steak and a little bit less appetizer in the way of promotion. How are we going to do it? By talking a lot less about shows and what's coming up, and we're just going to have more shows. Starting next Monday, that's Monday the 2nd of November, after the Sunday of week nine, we're going to be going with content every day of the week. So if you are a podcast subscriber, you will get everything that's been on the YouTube feed that you've been missing, whether that's the Dynasty Table Talk with uh, Maddie Big Chest whether that's the injury report with Dr. Kyle and Maddie. Uh, maybe you're just a fan of the old school Dynasty War Zone, which is what we're doing right now. On Thursday, we're doing the fabulous Big Bet. On Friday, you're going to have the Flex on them Flex Cast with Maddie Big Chest. And then on podcast only, Jerry, on podcast only Saturdays, you're going to get the People's Prop Show with me covering two to three prop bets. Now, what do you know about all these podcasts, Jerry, as well as I've changed it because I'm at liberty to do so because I'm the man in charge of the booking pencil. First Monday of every month will be the Devi War Zone until February. Then the Devi content will, and the, the, the rookie content will then go once a week. Um, but the rest of the regular season, man, we're going to have and then I didn't even mention the Dynasty Masterclass. That is the Patreon that I do every Tuesday with the patrons. I'm going to start bringing more of them on with me. I'm looking for a volunteer from our, our patron group next week to record with me, to play host and grill me about some of my trade action. Jerry, a lot going on with the Dynasty Warzone Network, man. Out into the stratosphere. It is... I, I say it every week, and every week it gets more impressive. This was, this was our little, our little seedling, our little sapling, and it's turned into a giant redwood tree. And it's it's fun to just be along for the ride, man. It's it's just in in the day and age of so much content being produced. I I I'm not saying it because it's us. But I'm saying that if you look at the graphics, if you're watching the YouTube right now, the graphics package that Maddie, uh, and, and you know what, Maddie makes him sound like a seven year old who's, um, who's playing video games, but he's actually like a couple of, uh, classes away from being like a certified public accountant. He's actually a very talented, very smart young man. But I mean, if you look at the graphics package on the YouTube right now, he's killing this stuff for us right now. He makes us look better than we ever deserve to be i mean jerry's got a graphic that says man of the hour man with the power in case you forgot and you know it's it's just one of those things i consume all of my media via podcast i i really do i don't sit down i can't sit still that long if i'm watching something on youtube i can't be on twitter if i can't be on twitter i start to have like shakes and convulsions 
or I'm probably on Instagram or, or some kind of social media, but I can listen to podcasts and look at some stuff. But now there are other people like Maddie, like my son, who love absorbing this stuff via YouTube. That's awesome. So why make our loyal followers, subscribers, and listeners choose between where they find the good good, as my man Jerry my man Jerry Sinclair would say. So going forward, everything we do except the Patreon and the PropCast will be right here live in the podcast feed next week. If you're watching live on YouTube and that's how you consume the Dynasty Warzone products, everything that we do will be live on YouTube. So subscribe where you want to subscribe. Support us where you can. And I know these network things are interesting. I'll just share my private, my, my private personal experience. I've been a fan of Colin Cowherd for the last 10 years. Whether you love him, hate him, whatever, he's a little bit of everything. But I've listened to the guy for the last 10 years, and now he has a network. And because I subscribe to his show, I get all the other shows. Now, sometimes you, you find a real gem on these podcast networks. I found the 3 and Out podcast with John Middlecoff. I absolutely love it. He was a former scout with the Philadelphia Eagles. He was a West Coast scout for them. He's got direct connections to Matt Nagy of the Bears, um, the head coach of the Bills, Andy Reid. He's had all these guys on his show. That's been a tremendous find for me. Um, there are other pods on that network like the All Ball, the basketball podcast, Auto Delete. There's the Inside the Park one about baseball. <laughs> he didn't even pretend on that auto, one. Auto Delete. Every time I see, hey, you know what? He gets my download, and I'm looking for yours. So, so maybe you like the gambling podcast. Maybe you don't. When it hits your podcast queue, if you don't like the, the big bet, thumb that thing to the, to the left and wait to the next show you do like. But if you're subscribed on either platform, we're going to give you a lot more content and about 90% of it's free. So all that being said, um, you will have to sit through that intro exactly one more time tomorrow night on the Fabulous Big Bet and then starting next week, you will just have shows every day. We're going to get right into the content, Jerry. A lot going on. Uh, I, I did a new uh, Dynasty Happy Hour contractor. It dropped on Tuesday the 27th, Jerry. I know you're a big fan of the contractor. I'm rocking the shirt underneath my Dynasty Warzone sweatshirt right now. So I am. It was good to hear you back on. I mean, it's been a bit. You're, you're just a busy bee. I mean, with... Everything that we've been talking about, all these new shows and everything, it's not a huge surprise, but the man is everywhere. Hey, listen, I might be the man of the hour and the man with the power. You're the man that just, you don't have any time in your day. You just pile it on everything you can, dude. It is. You're a cyborg. I'm pretty sure that if there was a, a comparable fantasy analyst to the DK Metcalf running down Buda Baker video... It's you, dude. It's it's unreal at this point. Well, I, I appreciate that. The Dynasty Happy Hour contractor can only be found on the Dynasty Happy Hour podcast feed. Uh, I did do the one with Patrick on YouTube because that was how I had to record it, that particular episode, and then you know pull the audio and blah blah blah. You're not worried about the behind the scenes stuff. But that is uh that that is a great show, and I, I'm glad to be back. And no, eventually for me, it's going to be. Uh, subtraction by addition by bringing on more talented people like Maddie, like Kyle, um, more of you, um, the Devi people, guests. It's actually going to make my life a little bit easier. But all this content's totally free. Just hook us up with a with a subscription via podcast or YouTube, 
and leave us a five-star. And Jerry, we're going to do this at the end of the show, but we're going to cover a trade tonight. Last thing before we sign off tonight, because we had a, we had a, a, a nice person leave us a five-star and they left their trade in there. If you want us to do that for you next week or in the following week, go to wherever you can leave a five-star review for this podcast in the comments, leave your trade conundrum. And then Jerry and I will break it down. It's uh, what, what they call that in the, the legal world, quid pro quo. You do quid for me, quo. I do. I do, Jerry. You, you look at that. That's Latin, and I'm an I'm an educated man. Yep. The, this because of that. Hey, th- this because of that. I'm going to cover this trade because he did that review. But enough about all that. No more long intros on the Dynasty War Zone. We're going to get right into the meat of it. Jerry, I wasn't planning on covering news because that's really been some stuff that Maddie's been doing on the Monday show, but we had three we had three pieces of news that were big enough that I thought you and I would cover those real quick. The first one is the ACL injury to OBJ. You got a you got a couple of uh, minutes for Mr. Beckham? Yeah. It has been a fun ride, my friend. Um I picked him up my he would have been his rookie year. He started in my flex, led me to a championship, and it was a wonderful ride. And I, I'm sorry, Neil, who is a Patreon very close to our community, pretty much the conductor of the OBJ stand base. I think it's probably the end of the road. Do you disagree in that at all? I just he's going to be what 28, 29, second major injury. He he just hasn't been the same without, you know, Eli throwing YOLO balls to him. Did, did you ever in your wildest imagination think you would ever utter the phrase, he's not been the same without Eli Manning? <laughs> let, yeah. that, let, let, let that resonate for just a second. Here, here was a guy who going into uh, the week, I guess he come out, coming out of the week, he did throw up a donut. He did get hurt very early in that game in all fairness but he was the he come out he came out of week six as the wide receiver uh 27 and i am adjusting this real quick on the fly he went into that game as the oh he couldn't have been that good I mean, he, he was, had the he one was the big wide, week. He was the wide receiver 19, Jerry. So he went into that game as a middling, middle-of-the-pack wide receiver, too. I think the term that the kids use nowadays is cheeks. He was cheeks uh, going into this. from a, and I, I will pour a little out for my homie Neil. Neil down there in Australia. Um, this one's for you, kid. But he he was already a tough sell. He was only averaging, you know, going into that that last game. He was averaging 14 points a game and, you know, on a points per game basis at the wide receiver position, 14 points a game going in the last week was wide receiver 27. And now he's down into 12. He's not even in the top 32 in a points per game. And here's the thing. Everything that we do in Dynasty has an economic component to it. And the biggest one is supply and demand. And we're going to talk about some rookie wide receivers later in the show and some guys we're looking to acquire. And just like the NFL, man, over the last few years, they've given us some good wide receivers. They've given us DJ Moore. They've given us Calvin Ridley. Um, I don't think we've seen the best of Debo Samuel or Cortland Sutton. They have given us this past year T. Higgins. They've given us 
you know, C.D. Lamb, D.K. Metcalf, Terry McLaren. The list goes on and on and on. And our, on our Patreon, before we, we clicked the record on this dude, we talked about some of the receivers coming out this year. You've got Rondell Moore, Waddle, uh, Devonta Smith, Bateman, Jamar Chase. And those are just the ones that my Debbie, uh, Debbie backwards mind knows. There's five more. The supply of talented wide receivers, that pipeline to the NFL is just going to continue to go. And guess what, Jerry? Who makes less money? A rookie on a rookie four, and if they're a first-round pick, a fifth-year option. Who makes less money? A four- or five-year rookie or Odell Beckham at $15 million a year? Yeah, Odell Beckham will be a big old chunk of money that teams aren't going to want to mess with. The dude, The dude's done. It's cooked. It's done for... What 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 else do you want me to say? Like what do you what? Let, all right, let's let's say what are we what are we going to do with him? Let's let's say you're stuck with him, Randy, and, and you're going to try and are you holding him or are you trying to get whatever you can for him at this uh, point? I, I I first of all, I never ever sell when the news is that it's absolute worst. There is no worse time to try to move an asset like a hurt Odell Beckham. This is the exact same scenario we went through with Saquon Barkley. After he tore his ACL, except there's not as much optimism because Odell has been fighting injuries literally since 2017. His last, where he, the last season where he finished the season as a wide receiver one was 2016. And he's been a very injured case ever since. And at some point that sticks. And even though the injuries aren't necessarily the same across the board, the only saving grace that he has is that his salary cap number next year is like. 14 or 15 million and his dead cap number is 12. So if there's ever going to be an incentive for him to stay a Brown, that's it. Uh, I really think um, there's a chance he could wind up traded to an NFC team. You know, the Eagles still need wide receiver help, even with another draft class on the way. But I don't think the Eagles could afford him. The Packers, maybe. And and that would be the minute that that he would get a little inflation to his price tag. If he were to wind up with a Carson Wentz, if he were to wind up with an Aaron Rodgers, that type of situation. So for right but now, do, do, do you only want that because of the trade bump, the the value that that yeah, would get, and a, not for the absolutely. actual production? No, I, at, at this point, I'm looking for uh, dynasty. Like we're going to get to another guy here in a minute, like Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown. Dynasty has a weird way of giving talented players with good name equity uh, an opportunity. Think of Cam Newton. You know, two weeks into the season, Cam Newton was worth a pretty penny. How's that going now? <laughs> Dynasty in the NFL with, like again, with talented brand name assets. It, you, you seem to find these little cell windows here or there. And, mister, this ain't it. Right now is not it. This is what I, I said with like Nick Chubb, what I said with Saquon Barkley. You simply move OBJ to your injured reserve and pretend like he's not even on your roster. Put your blinders on. Wait until the season's over. See see what shakes out in free agency. See what shakes out with uh, trades during the draft and what have you. And go into the next spring, next summer, looking for your next sell window. Hey, OBJ's progressing great from his ACL rehab. And hey, here's OBJ running routes. And you know, the first time he has that big game, you're you're going to get some sell windows on OBJ. It's just not going to be anytime soon. So. Out of sight, out of mind, tuck him away on your injured reserve. Maybe if you have to add him as like a, a sweetener to a better trade you're trying to pull off later, that that may work. Maybe you're working with someone who's in a, a mild rebuild 
or someone who is not contending, hey, you know, our two assets are pretty close. What if I throw in OBJ? You know, you'll be able to use him next year when he comes back, and I can do whatever this year. It's all in how you frame it. Um, speaking of framed, uh, that, that, that's a term that they use in court, and a guy who's got a lot of experience in courtrooms is Antonio Brown. He has signed for the veteran minimum. He is eligible to return to the playing field in Week 9 with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, I saw a lot of scuttlebutt about him on Twitter about is he a pickup, is he a, a this, that, or the other. Jerry, what's, a, what, what's your opinion on Antonio Brown and his current situation? I think there actually is a league that I have Antonio Brown in, but like, am I expecting anything out of him? No, not really. I mean, I mean, Chris Godwin's out, so there's there's the possibility that he's going to eat up some of that. I just, I don't, I don't know. It, it seems too scary to want to invest in it if you have him or he's extremely cheap. Sure, but if you're going to try to acquire him right now, he's not going to be cheap compared to what the risk is. I don't know. It's just something I don't really want to have any part of. He's like 31 years old. He's had trouble. He hasn't really played. He played what? Like one game for the Patriots last year? Is that, that was all he played? Uh, I'm, one one I'm, or two. Yeah, I'm good on that. It's If I have him, if for whatever reason I'm a bozo, which I do tend to be from time to time, and have him on a roster... I'm happy to have him, and I'll probably try and flip him as a sweetener in a deal, sort of like the OBJ move, because no, you're not going to be able to trade somebody like that straight up for anything. Otherwise, you're going to get a third or a, you know something like that, and no thank you. I'll just throw it into a trade, essentially giving them away so that I can get a trade that I actually want. That's what I'm doing with Antonio Brown. I am not relying on him throughout the end of the season, for the playoffs. I don't really care about the production. I care about the increased narrative value that has happened because he has signed with a team. And it happens to be a team that has Tom Brady, who is playing extremely well, and they have Chris Godwin out. There's there's a good time to get your polo for your car salesman shirt on and get it nice and pressed and start wheeling and dealing for that dude right now. All right, I'm I'm gonna go I'm gonna go a full attorney on you, and I'm gonna start badgering you with a series of questions. Shoot, how did Antonio Brown get the job in Tampa Bay? Yeah, what do you mean? Tom Brady wanted him on okay. the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What position Fair. does does Tom Brady play? Quarterback. And so, would you say that he is the distributor of the football as the quarterback? Absolutely. So the same way Tom Brady wanted Gronk on that roster, and you see, no, no, Antonio Brown may not be up to speed fully um, the first game back. He's an amazing wide receiver, and he's an amazing ass, uh, athlete, and he's going to be on a, a very short runway with this team in Tampa Bay. But Tom Brady wanted him there, and Tom Brady is the only reason why he is there. And Tom Brady did not want him in there so they could hang out. I don't think Tom Brady and uh, AB are going to be hanging out, you know, at the at the local watering hole after work. No, he's there because he can help this team win a championship, and he can help you win a championship if you got him. If if I could get Antonio Brown on a serious contender for a third or a fourth, I'm I'm going to take it because the odds of me turning that third or fourth into anything good. Well, true, but but is anybody doing that? Is the question? I, I don't I, I don't know. You don't know unless you ask. I mean, if, fair. If, if you don't, the answer is always no until you ask. 
Because here's the thing. I'm going to cover it later when I talk about Tom Brady and the body of the show. Going down the stretch, I'll give you the little the little sneak peek. They they play at home against Minnesota, then at Atlanta, and then at Detroit. That's a game in Florida and two games in a dome. And by that point, Antonio Brown, much like Gronk has now, will have had his workup time to get back into uh, to, to football playing shape. So I don't want to spend too much time on him because I want to talk a little bit about Le'Veon Bell. How did, how did it strike you that he wound up in KC? Uh, I wish it would have been 2017 when this would have happened. That would have been just a kick-ass time for 2017 Jerry. Um, it sort of sucks because I have a few leagues where I have CEH where they're not necessarily rebuild. So I'm trying to win with him immediately. Um, my main redraft, which is trophy is behind me. Other shoulder, Jerry, you're an idiot. Uh, I have both of them, so I was really hoping he was going to sign with Miami so I could have two starting running backs, but that's why we can't have nice things. I think he's going to have a role. I I don't see how he doesn't. I mean, I know CEH got into the end zone, uh, but that has not been something that has been a habit of his, and if there's one thing that Le'Veon Bell can do, it's score, It can he can produce, he can do everything. He's going to have a role. Daryl Williams had a role, and Le'Veon Bell's better than Daryl Williams. I don't want to hear any nonsense like he's not. I think they're both going to be productive. I, I, I don't want to be the lazy asshole that says they're going to be Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, and they're both going to be viable like that. But to an extent, I think it's entirely possible. It, it seems like Andy Reid has sort of relied much more on Patrick Mahomes this year. I don't know if that's just because Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is a rookie, may not know everything, and they don't really have another great option, and maybe it changes going forward, but I think they are both going to limit each other, but I think they are both going to be usable. But the moment that I see some Le'Veon Bell touchdowns or he has a really good game, I I think I'm done on him, unless I really need him to win me a championship, which... If you were relying on Le'Veon Bell to win you a championship, your roster was not probably a championship roster anyway. Because uh, I just, he's not long for the league. We're talking about older running backs. We're talking about short term contracts. We're talking about these stopgap guys. I, I would enjoy the ride if I have him. And the moment I get some good news, some really good news, the time he gets, you know, he has a great catch and run and he hits pay dirt. And all of the hype just comes back and everybody starts raining shade on CEH because Le'Veon Bell emerged. That's the moment I'm doing it. Randy, you tend to be a person that really, really does not like running backs over the age of like 26 unless they are just pass catchers. So whoa, give I, whoa, I, whoa. I don't don't act like I'm lying. I, I, I will take any running back. Give me your poor. Give me your huddled masses at the running back position. Look at this guy quoting and, the Statue of Liberty. Okay. As as long as you can you know put points on my roster. I, I think this was a good move for everybody involved, including Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and his owners. First of all, if you go to football guys or our lads or, or wherever, you will see that Clyde Edwards-Hilaire was only getting about 55-60% of the snaps in Kansas City before the the Lev Bell. So I don't see that number really changing. Um, I think the worst case scenario would be 50-50. And Jerry, do you know why I think Lev Bell chose Kansas City? Because he wants to win? 
No, no. Lev Bell has never concerned me with winning because if he wanted to win, he would have never left Pittsburgh for New York. Uh, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, he, I guess that's a good point. He's about money and he's about fame. What team or what team that had interest in him is going to be on TV in prime time, Sunday night, Monday night, Thursday night, more than anyone else the rest of the way, besides yeah. maybe the Dallas Cowboys? Yeah, but still, even with what they've got going on, it's definitely Kansas City over the likes of Buffalo and Miami. And which team will allow him to showcase his skills as both a runner and a pass catcher for a potential final contract next offseason? Especially the guy who's the head coach that has made a living out of doing exactly that. I think it is probably the Chiefs, dude. It it, it was a good business decision for him. I think for him, um, you know, he got some kind of a payout from the Jets. He's getting money from the Chiefs. And he's it's going to give him the highlight tape, the, the highlight reel, if you will, to be able to show a, a future GM and head coach, hey, I got it. Give me one last two-year deal. I think he's 29. You know, this will keep him in the league until he's just over 30. Maybe a nice little payday. I think it was a smart move, but as that relates to your dynasty roster, yeah, I'm with Jerry. You just got to wait till he puts together a couple of 10, 12-point leagues. And, you know, there are plenty of owners and GMs out there who – on their dynasty roster are counting on the likes of, you know, James White and maybe uh, Carlos Hyde at this point a too. Car- a Carlos Hyde, man. It, 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 guys, we're only going into week eight, and it's not like the injuries are done. So mm-hmm. you know, like like I said about Antonio Brown, the dynasty world is going to give you a few more windows to sell. I don't know that I'm quite ready to pull the trigger yet, but I would certainly look to use him as a sweetener to get a bigger deal done. Or just moving for a draft pick. Um, we're, we have a lot to cover with draft picks in this draft class in the not-too-distant future, Jerry. But let's get into the, the meat of the program, if you will. Let's get into some guys that we are looking to move on. As in, I'm going to move on and acquire this guy. This segment is brought to you by our friends at Viridian Global. And that is the official apparel partner of the DWZ Sports Network. Uh, these guys do all of our t-shirts along with the graphic designs of Mr. Matty Big Chest. We've got hoodies. We've got raglans. We've got tank tops for your gym bro. Oh, we got it all. And as we go into the month of November, we, along with our friends at Viridian Global, as well as um, the Dynasty Happy Hour and other podcasts, we are doing a special offering, a salute to service shirt. Ours is a dark heather gray shirt with the old school um, military uh, army inspired logo in the digi camouflage. And you can only get this in the month of November and it may not be available the entire month of November. They're doing a very small batch of these things. Same thing with the dynasty happy hour. I got to give props. Theirs is pretty sweet. Um, And on, on a side note, Maddie. Our uh, our graphics guy did their uh, did their salute to service shirt, but get over to Viridian Global. That's V E R I D I A N VeridianGlobal.com and check out the shirts. Um, normally the proceeds, I mean, this is a a four uh, this is a a business venture for Jerry, me, and the gang over here at the DWZ. But all of our profits from the salute to service shirt is being donated to a military charity. Um, I, I suggested, uh, some assembly required that is adaptive strength athletes who have been injured, uh, serving our country, but the, the final charity has yet to be named. So, um, but, but it's going to a good cause. So check out Viridian global 
And Jerry, I'm going to let him check out the first guy that I'm buying. This one is going to knock your socks off in this day and age of youth chasing, draft pick loving, super flexing, people who think if you're older than the age of 29, you are a pile of trash. (laughs) It ain't the case, man. My number one guy, I've already acquired him in two leagues, is Tom Brady. If you are in a super flex league and you are not right now, there are uh, nine quarterbacks. Look at my notes. Excuse me. Uh, 13 quarterbacks averaging 20 points per game. And there are six quarterbacks averaging 24 points a game. And if you don't have one of these guys, if you don't have a Russell Wilson, a Kyler Murray, a Mahomes, uh, Josh Allen, Lamar, you are at a competitive disadvantage. And right now, as we speak, Mr. Tom Brady is he's your QB uh he's your QB 12 on the season. He's averaging 20 points a game even with a stinker against uh even with a stinker against the Bears. And I actually had that backwards. I was looking at previous stats. Tom Brady is currently your QB number 6. He's averaging 22 points a game coming off that 37-point monster against the Las Vegas Raiders. Where else are you going to get a quarterback? I literally got Tom Brady for a 2022 second and Damian Harris in a super flex league. Where else are you going to get any player, any player of any value that can put that many points in your lineup for a 2022 second? You know how many 2022 seconds I'm going to trade between now and the 2022 rookie draft season? A lot. A lot. So if I can go out and get and put twenty-two points, and maybe my maybe my other maybe my other quarterback was Ryan Fitzmagic, and I just got bombed. Maybe you'd been using a guy like you know. Maybe you had Baker Mayfield as your QB two. Maybe you had Kirk Cousins as your QB two, and you were expecting more. You just went out and added. The difference between Kirk Cousins and Tom Brady is seven points a game, and he doesn't have his buy until week thirteen. And by the time that, that you need to use him, he's already helped you get where you need to go. And uh, speaking of week 13, Jerry, do you know what starts week 14, at least in good leagues? That would be the playoffs, my friend. Check out the big brain on Jerry. So um, week 14 at home to Minnesota, who is 30th against the pass currently. Uh, week 15 at Atlanta, who is 31st against the pass. And then at your Detroit Lions, who are a little bit better, they're 22nd against the pass. And one thing that I think is hilarious is people think you're buying a 10-game 10, a 10 asset. I don't believe that. I believe I'm going to get 26 games out of Tom Brady because his contract is fully guaranteed for this year and next, and he wants to play, and he doesn't look bad. And this is an organization in Tampa Bay that seems really committed to surrounding Tom Brady with talent. I mean, we talked about A.B., Gronk. They brought in Leonard Fournette. They drafted Tristan Wirfs. They've already got Godwin. They've got Evans. They've got Rojo. This is a team that is willing to surround this man with the talent to put fantasy points in your lineup. Jerry, I don't care that he's 43 years old. He is the all-American American. He's a handsome son of a bitch, even if he is a Michigan Wolverine. Jerry, what do you think about TB12? And give us your first guy. It's a good one. It's a good one because you're right. Because you know how much I give a crap about 20, 22 seconds, especially right now, sitting here, whatever date today is, October, whatever, 2020. Uh, I don't. 
I don't care at all about them. So if I can get a championship out of Tom Brady, and, and like you mentioned, the bye week, he has the week 13 bye. If you're buying Tom Brady, it's because you're a contender and you think you're going to win anyway. So having a bye week in week 13 doesn't matter because you're already set up for the playoffs. Uh, I think it's a good one. Um, mine is sort of in the same argument, but you're not getting 26 games out of this man. You are almost certainly only getting the 10, and then that value's probably going to tank a little bit. So this is with the caveat that this is for contenders. Um, he is probably the most disrespected dynasty asset at least he's up there. This is a man that has helped people win championships, and yet currently he is worth a wet sock, even though he has scored one, two, three, four, five, six, seven touchdowns in seven games. Ladies and gentlemen, I am talking about Todd Gurley. It's ugly to watch. Sometimes he accidentally scores a touchdown when he's trying not to and somehow gets the ball across the goal line, but he's scoring them. And even earlier in the season, he was really not, he's not been the receiving back that he was prior to the knee injuries. But in the first four weeks of the season, he had four receptions. And in the last three weeks, he's had nine. So he's seeing an increased role in the receptions, which is always a boost to the floor. He's always been a touchdown guy. And that, that that's not debatable. That's never been an issue, even with all the stupid jokes about his 70-year-old knees. The man could always find pay dirt, even if it's not pretty. I, d- I don't care. Because if I can acquire Todd Gurley for something reasonable, like if I'm a contender, I will trade my first for Todd Gurley in a second every single time. I will drop back however many picks you want, and I'll put him as my flex, and I'll take however many points he's going to get me, and, and I'll win the league, and then I'll have that league paid for for the next, whatever, six, seven years. It's it's risky, and he's going to probably be an asset that decreases on your roster. It is only a move for a champion, and I mean that you need to have one of those six quarterbacks that Randy mentioned. You need You need to be set up. You need to be real with yourself. I don't mean that you're you're five and two or you're four and three and it's looking pretty good and you're going to go out and buy Tiger Lee. No, that's a dipshit strategy. Don't do that. I need you to be real with yourself. If you've got Kyler Murray and you've got Calvin Ridley or you've got Alvin Kamara and you're having one of, you have one of the guys that this is their season, but maybe you've had some bad luck. Maybe you have Austin Eckler and he's been hurt. Maybe you lost Cortland Sutton. Maybe you, you know, anything could happen. Maybe you have John U. Smith and ever since AJ Brown's come back, he's turned to a pumpkin, you know, and you need some extra points. Todd Gurley's a dude that produces. It's not sexy. No one's going to be excited about it. People might even make fun of you about it. Don't care because he's going to at least score me points and he's getting some receptions. The floor is there. Give me Todd Gurley. That's the guy I'm getting if I'm a contender, a true contender. Well, let me just chip in this. And I did not know who Jerry was taking when he, he filled this out. Now he's got the Panthers this week. Then he gets the 10 days off and he gets the Broncos. That is the number 10 and the number 17 ranked teams against the rush. Uh, it does get a little bit dicey in there with the Saints Raiders, Saints again. Um, so not the best schedule, but you need volume. And I don't think, I honestly don't think you would have to pay a first for him. 
I think you could give a second. Uh, Maybe you have to give your 2021 second and your 2022 second, something like that to get him. Maybe you can give him and your, maybe you can give up two seconds and you can get him in a third or something. Who knows? God, I would do that in a heartbeat. You you don't know till you ask. Um, I like that. So there's a couple of guys for some, uh, for some contending teams, some serious contenders. I am going to go with actually two because I'm the host and I'll do whatever the blue hell I want. Yep. I'm going. I'm going with a couple of young wide receivers. One we've seen quite a bit of lately, and the other one we're getting ready to see a lot of, and that's Jalen Rager and T. Higgins. You know, Justin Jefferson has been getting a lot of love, a lot of love lately. Um, he's been averaging over his uh, you know season. He's been averaging about 19 points a game. And even though he's not averaged that much, my man T. Higgins over his last five, over his last five games, he has averaged 16.3 PPR points per game in that five-game stretch. And that's in line with guys maybe you've heard of him, Tyreek Hill, Chris Godwin, Kenny Galladay. And you could potentially get that type of production in your lineup at a fraction of the cost. Joe Burrow is leading the league. This stat's going to blow your mind. Jerry, are you ready to have your mind blown? Always ready to have my mind blown. Jerry's always ready. Joe Burrow leads the NFL in pass attempts through his first seven games with 293 attempts or 49 attempts a game. Are you kidding me? There's your volume, and he's a value. He can help you now, and you can build around this guy in the future. You know him and... uh, him and the, the the Bengals want Joe Burrow and T Higgins to be their version of Peyton Manning and Marvin Harrison, the young wide receiver, the young quarterback who can just grow and do big things together. Uh, I love T Higgins and then Jalen Rager. Uh, I mentioned, you know, Joe Burrow is first in the league in pass attempts. You know who's third? Carson Wentz is third, and he's throwing the ball. Jerry, this is your favorite. I know you love this. Crumb bums and shoe clerks. 45 pass attempts a game, and this man is dying, dying to have someone help shoulder the load. I would offer my 2021 projected first of a 106 or later in a 1QB league, and I would offer a first of 109 or later for these guys in a super flex league. I doubt it would cost that much, um, but I'm starting to see the price tick up on these guys, and people love rookie picks. If, if if they're a Devi player, they really love rookie picks. If they've ever said the word Devi, they love rookie picks. So I, I am looking to acquire T. Higgins or Jalen Rager as fast as I can. Whatever it costs you now, you're only going to accrue value on these guys over the course of their career. I like big things, Jerry. So uh, I know you've got a wide receiver to talk about, but do you have any uh, any words for these two gents? I'm with you on both of them. I've got... I've got some Jalen Rager that I'm just waiting to pounce on because he's gonna. Carson Wentz has had nobody to throw the ball to. He's got J.J. getting a touchdown on a fumble from Miles Sanders, and that's the extent of that dude's production. Yes, I am very excited for both of those guys. Mine, I, I don't know what the hell it is with me and people that just get disrespected. I like to go against the narrative on players. <laughs> It seems like over and over again, but my dude's Mike Evans. Like everybody, I saw a thing that said Mike Evans should be dropped in redraft on Twitter uh, yesterday or today. No, no, he shouldn't. 
This is a man that has six touchdowns in the first seven games of the season. He's had multiple games over 100 yards. Yes, the last two games have been bad. This is a man that is still in his prime season. This is a man that is still under contract for, at well, I mean, technically four years, I would say almost certainly three years. 2022, he's got a dead cap of $8 million. They could save $10 million if they cut him, but I don't really think they're going to pay him $8 million and do that. But if Tom Brady's going to be there for two years, like Randy and myself believe, this man's going to be 27 and 28. Those are the prime wide receiver years. He's going to have Tom Brady there throwing him the ball. And now this year for the remainder of the year, Chris Godwin's banged up. Antonio Brown is going to be taking looks away from the defense. Leonard Fournette's in there and can catch the ball. There is tons of options. And Mike Evans is a guy that can just rip the roof off and just make big plays all the time. And if there was a big guy in this offense, guess who it is? A certain Mike Evans. He is like... I don't know. The, one of the most disrespected elite assets in the game. And that's why I will always take these guys. I don't know what it is. It's why I like the the running backs nobody likes. It's I always just accumulate these guys everywhere on my team. Give me Mike Evans. He's 27. He's under contract for a long period of time. What more do dynasty players want? And he has an elite profile. He has been productive his whole career. And now he's set up with Tom Brady. He's got other options. Give me Mike Evans. That's it. That's an easy buy while everybody else is, you know, get, getting brought up on the hype. There's a, there's always, there's always tons of guys that are coming up and they're going to be the next great elite asset. And you've already got one that's good. And yes, players will struggle. DK Metcalf didn't have a great game. Those happen. They happen. Don't overreact to it. Don't be a moron. So, so can I can I pick on you a little bit? I I hope you do. Are are, are you thick skinned? Yeah, of course. Okay, perfect. So I'm a lion so fan. I, I I saw another gent post something about you know Mike Evans is going for thirty cents on the dollar, and I was very challenging because I'm going to be that way. You can't throw a pie in the sky up on my Twitter timeline and expect me not to react. Okay, first of all, you know my question was is what, what okay what was the dollar? Because if he's worth thirty cents of that. 30% of that. I want to know. I want to know what was the dollar so I can go offer 30% of that. That's number one. And number two, I don't give a rat's ass about where he's been. I want to know where he's going. You know, um, do we see him returning to that form? Because if we do, I will agree that he's a buy. The fact that he's under contract, I like. My concern with guys like this is that he feels like he could end up being the odd man out. Chris Godwin's going to be a free agent in the, in the spring. Um, I don't know where some of these teams do their their salary cap management. It feels like it's in the Cayman Islands and there's some chicanery going on. I don't know. But I feel like it's going to be hard to pay him, pay Godwin, keep Gronk, keep Brady, keep the defense intact. I think Shaq Barrett or one of their defensive ends is going to need, going to need, a, going to need a, a Brinks truck of cash. So I'm a little concerned with Mike Evans, but Mike Evans is still a damn good football player. Jerry, Listen, I, I, I'm concerned too. Don't get me wrong. I just think the hatred has gone so, so far. We're, act, we're, we're acting like the man hasn't done anything. He scored six touchdowns. He said two games over a hundred yards. I mean, that's a good question. <laughs> that's good. So I, I, I'm, I'm, so I'm just going to speak for me. I'm primarily a super flex guy. Yeah. If, 
I, I, I am not moving a super flex pick uh, outside that, that I think is going to be top eight, top nine. I'm just, I'm not going to. There's going to be enough quarterbacks, running backs, and the tight end kid out of Florida that in a tight end premium super flex league, I'm not moving a top eight pick. I just, I'm not doing it at this point. I'm acquiring them. I'm not moving them. But if you had a late first, do, do you, and I bet you could. I think you could probably get Mike Evans right now straight up for a, for a first. Would you try it? Yeah, of Would course. Would you attempt that? Okay. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it does depend where I'm sitting. And the thing about the Mike Evans owner is he ha- he has been up and down. Yes, he scored touchdowns, but one of them, one of the games was two catches for two yards and two touchdowns, famously put. I, I mean, he, they're not exactly going to be the top amongst your standings if you have Mike Evans. So they could be pissed off about him. So, yes, I do think you could do that. And, yes, I will acquire that because – how many times are we going to see Keshawn Vaughn and Cam Akers and everybody else, Royce Freeman and Rashad Penny and what do we say? Forty-five percent of these rookie picks bust, and, and, and not ju- not just uh, not just elite assets. They don't even make the top twenty-four of their position. We're looking at you, Corey Davis. Oh, cold-blooded. I hope he's I hope, actually I, been okay. But I, I hope good friend of the show. Nick Whalen was not listening, or Izzy Elkafash. You could have hurt some feelings right there. All right, it's time to move on. Some some guys we're going to move on from, as in we're looking to move off of our roster, if the price is right. And this is brought to you by our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. And I, I absolutely love what's going on over there. We, we've done our first Patreon parking lot party. I've got a Patreon coming on next week for the Masterclass Patreon exclusive podcast. Uh he is going to grill me on my trades that I've made lately as I'm building up contenders and moving players and the group chat. As we continue to add more people, the group chat gets more and more crazy by the day. Um, if and, and that's been the biggest thing. You know, that they, they will tell you in the sales industry, features tell, benefits sell. And if you're looking for the benefit of, a, of an active chat, I can tell you uh, on game day, you're looking between three and maybe 500 messages in the group chat. And I don't think that's a low number at all. Uh, on a day where news pops off, you're probably looking at two to 300 and just a, a, a an average day is a hundred. And if that's one thing you hate about your current leagues is that the, the, the chat's just dry. The action's dry. There, there's no one to talk to. Cause I'll be honest, I'm a degenerate. I, I love football. I love fantasy <laughs> football. I love talking football. And if you're in the same boat, you're not alone. We've got the group to you. Head to patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. Join the Patreon. We'll get you in the group chat. You'll get the Masterclass podcast. You'll get interaction with me, with Jerry, with Maddie, with Kyle. And so much good stuff going on over there. So, again, patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. Give us the check let me, out, let, man. Me, let, let me just add some more stuff. You also get into an ungodly amount of leagues if that's what you want to do. Because if there's one thing we do every offseason, it's add another seven Patreon leagues, it seems. So, you know, if, I, I, I feel bad because we have we have all these new patrons and, you know, and, and, uh, and they have to wait. Yeah, it's and they have to wait. And, and I, I don't want to because I don't want it to come across to the existing patrons that I'm like trying to bail out of my leagues. Like, why would I bail out of Patreon one? I'm I'm twelve and one. We do a scoring system where we 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 play the head to head matchup and the 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 average of the league. So uh, Jerry, a, was a, an extremely handsome 
and yes, strong, you, brilliant you, man gave you that one this week. You, Just yeah, throwing you, that you, out you, there. You did. You you did take down the undefeated guru of Patreon one. But I, I feel bad because we continue to bring all these new people on board. They hear us talking about the Patreon leagues. Um, and I don't have one for them. Now, Maddie, I, I assure Maddie, you, though. Maddie, I, we will have, we will ball. be at we will be at Patreon seventeen by oh, by it, the end of the of this off season, guaranteed. And if you're looking to be in a place again, Patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone, c- come be in a place where everybody not only knows your name but wants to know your name and wants to talk Dynasty fantasy football with you. Speaking of, I'm going to talk about my first guy I want to move off of. And uh, Jerry, uh, do, do you have your hat now? Jerry is wearing his patented Michigan State Sparty hat. He he is. It's Big Ten season. He has been known to to rock a Michigan State hat. Are are you ready to hang on to your hat? I am ready to hang on to my hat. I'm going to move Miles Sanders. Um, I like Miles Sanders. I think Miles Sanders is talented. But I think where he's going right now in leagues and his perceived value is worth more than the points he's putting in your lineup. So, so here's my case. He, he's a bell cow in perception only. This man, no, to his credit, he's only he's missed two games this year so far. Probably going to miss the Sunday night game before the bye against Dallas. But I'm only going to talk about the seven this year and the and the sixteen last year. My man has played in 21 of 23 games, so so kudos there. Um, but he's only had two career 100 yard rushing games. He's had three games of 90 yards rushing and two games of 80 yards. So that means two thirds of his games he is giving you less than 80 yards rushing. He's only had 20 plus rushes in a game twice in his career. And then let's go to actual scoring. You know, that's what matters for our for our fantasy lineups is points in our lineups. He's given you 20 or 20 plus PPR points five times in his career. He's had one game of 30 plus in his career. And I'm just throwing this out there just because it's James Robinson, but it's not because I love James Robinson because I do. But James Robinson has played seven career games. He already has two 30 point games and one 20 point games. I don't do this to inflate the value of James Robinson. I do this to point out that Miles Sanders is not returning to your lineup what the value could be if you were to get other things for him. I would trade him straight up for some of the premium young wide receivers. If I thought I could get DK Metcalf straight up for him, I would do it. If I thought I could get CD Lamb and maybe a little something on the side, I would do it because I don't think Boston Scott's going away in 2020 or 2021. And I would not be surprised as a cost-cutting move or like a like a, like a a James Robinson all their own if they brought in an undrafted free agent because, yeah, he's gotten the work, but every time he's gotten the work, it seems like he's come out the worst end of it. So I, I like Miles Sanders. I won some championships with Miles Sanders. But if I could move off of Miles Sanders for an asset that could put – a, a very similar to what he's doing now in, in my lineups. If I could get someone that can give me that 16 points a game on a more consistent basis that he's been giving me this year, I'm in. Uh, I know it sounds crazy. It sounds like dynasty blasphemy to say I would sell a young wide, excuse me, a young running back who's in his prime going into his super prime in year three. I just don't know that he's a bell cow, and I would think I would much rather have the things I could get in return for him. Jerry, am I crazy? Maybe. I don't know. I think it sort of depends what you could actually get. Because, I I mean, I like Miles Sanders, and I like his, like, yes, maybe his rushing is not 
always there, like you pointed out. But he also does have several games where he's gotten over 70 yards receiving or 80 yards receiving. He's a versatile guy. And that's what I like in my guys. And he's young and everything. I get it. I, I would have to see what you could actually get. Uh, I, I will give you a bonus, and then I'll, I'll make my next one a little bit shorter to kind of you know you know speed this thing along. Right. Rec- on. Recently in a contender. Now I do have some running back depth in this league, and I needed some wide receiver depth. I'm a little trepidatious. I know you like that word. I'm a little nervous about the future of Daniel Jones. I was able to trade. Daniel Jones and Miles Sanders, and in return, I got Carson Wentz and Stephon Diggs in a league where I needed some running back depth, and I've got a contract, and I, well, I got a, a quarterback under contract that I, I think that I'm going to be able to use for years to come. And I know a lot of people, you know, Stephon Diggs. I think he's currently the RB. I mean, he should be the wide receiver six or seven. And he may even be higher than that right now. I don't think he scored less than 10 points in a game all year. And he's younger than Michael Thomas. He's a guy who's producing like the art, like the wide receiver one that he is. I don't have to sweat my QB two in this league anymore. I actually made a signal. How about this? To me, in my head, here's why I made the deal. The gap between Diggs and Sanders more than filled the gap between Jones and Wentz. So for me, it was a slam dunk. That That's a real life example of, of a deal that I made. Okay, so the trophy is right behind me. Uh, now it is a redraft league, but I traded Stefan Diggs straight up for Miles Sanders. Now I also had Amari Cooper and DeAndre Hopkins at the time, but I like that trade. So I'm not going to bash you for that one because I agree that we should be very nervous about Daniel Jones, and I am not that nervous about Carson Wentz, no matter how much poop sandwich he's been eating this year. And I love Stefan Diggs. But anyway, that's going to be a rabbit hole that we just don't want to drop into. So the guy that I am getting rid of is going to ironically be a guy that I have sort of fanboyed this whole year. Is Daryl Henderson. Daryl Henderson has looked pretty good. Uh, the Rams have run the ball pretty effectively. He has been getting a lot of workload. Not the best receiving back that has ever existed. He's looked good though. If you've watched him, he has looked good for chunks of their games. They drafted Cam Akers for a reason. And as much, Randy, how many times do I love to talk about how Cam Akers has sucked all the time? Uh, it, I enjoy a, a it. A reasonable amount. It is a passion. It is a joy. It is good when those things actually hit and you can actually feel good about it. But the man's under contract for a while. And so is Daryl Henderson. And he's not just going to be a workhorse. He's not going to just have everything. And all the wide receivers are under contract. So it's not like they're going to be gone. And all of a sudden, it's going to be a situation where they're just going to pound it over and over. Not going to happen. So right now, Daryl Henderson looks like he is the running back that you can confidently put into your fantasy lineup and help you win matchups. I don't know how long that's going to last. So I am going to get rid of him. And this is not a wait and see. This is a right now. I am trading Daryl Henderson right now. Because I, I, it seems like it's there's going to be a moment when Cam Akers takes one run and goes 54 yards to the end zone. And then that workload is going to start getting hampered down. And Malcolm Brown, hey, bud, you're still there too. And you might not be there for the long term. Maybe you are. You're going to be pretty cheap. 
or maybe they'll bring in somebody else too. I don't think they're just going to stick with these guys, especially with the struggles that Cam Akers has had early on. It just seems like it's too frustrating of a situation for you to want to rely on. And right now it's not right now. It is the Daryl Henderson show and you can make profit on it today. So I'm selling him. That is fair. I will just say this, that it feels like the rest of 2020, it's going to be the Brown and Henderson show. And then I think next year it just becomes the Henderson and, and, and Acres show. Um, I, I've mentioned this before on the podcast that it came out in the L.A. media that the Sean McVay offense is very complicated to learn. And it's very hard for rookie running backs. This is why Henderson did not produce a bunch last year. And so that could be the same issues that Akers is having now on top of having this rib cartilage injury, which is pretty painful, um, like it hurts to breathe. And so don't be surprised if Henderson continues to that value. I have no problem selling him, but I will also be honest and say, I don't have any issues uh, buying him either. My, my second sell, the, the guy that I'm looking to move on from, is Will Fuller the fifth. You know, he is currently got that window of dynasty value wide open. He's currently these are these are your selling stats, by the way, to a, a fellow dynasty GM. He's currently your wide receiver twelve on the season and a wide receiver that scored at least a minimum of 12.4 PPR points in every game he's played. Uh, he's had three games of 19 or more PPR points, and there was one game where he literally sat on the side uh, sidelines getting his leg rubbed. Um, good for him. And, you know, He's still a guy, though, for me, my concern is that he's still played in a possible 47 of 71 games which means a third of the time he's not in your roster putting up fantasy points. This seems like the destination of a wide receiver in the offseason, either via free agency or the draft, but it's it's all about health and the opportunity given. I feel like he's always one day away from being a hamstring away. And then he has one little intrinsic, you can't really put a, a quantitative value on it. He went to Notre Dame. He's a golden domer. Every league's got one. I'm looking at you, Tyler Gunther. Every league's got one. Everybody loves Notre Dame. Now, everybody thinks I would be hailing from the great state of Indiana. I'm not. My dad was a Notre Dame fan. I tend to be pretty neutral as it relates to college football. But, Jerry, I'm moving on from Will Fuller. Um, I know it could bite me in the butt. If I'm a contender, uh, depending on my depth situation, I might be willing to hold. This is as much about I'm, I'm hesitant about you know, who's going to be the man there long-term and his overall health. So, uh, and then his contract situation, this is a team that's going to have some salary cap issues in the not too distant future and some tough decisions to make. And if he's not attached to Deshaun Watson, who's he going to be attached to? And then now I'm going to add on the hamstring injury. So Jerry, give us a, give us a, who you're the last guy you're looking to, to move on before we cover this trade for a, for a loyal listener. So I like the Will Fuller call. Listen, as long as Will Fuller is playing, Will Fuller's usually pretty good. The problem has always been when he is injured. And you can't you can't avoid the fact that it has happened every single year. So I liked that call. Mine is a guy that made me look stupid this year. He is a guy that I thought was gonna be left for dead after this team drafted a running back this year. Um they then brought in another running back. And while the rookie struggled and the free agent was hurt, this man rallied off three straight 100-yard games. He actually caught some passes in one of them. 
That's Ronald Jones of the Buccaneers. If there was a guy that I thought was gone, it was him, and he did really well. But the reason I am selling him off, Randy, is now you know I am a Leonard Fournette man. That is not a secret. Not that I am still not nervous about him also. But he just came back, and those 100-yard games stopped pretty quickly. Leonard Fournette was out three games. Those were the three games that Ronald Jones got his 100 yards. Leonard Fournette comes back. Ronald Jones goes 13 for 34. Luckily for those that were risky enough to start him, he at least fell into the end zone, so he got you some points for it. Leonard Fournette came back, 11 carries for 50 yards, plus six receptions for 47 immediately, showing himself to be a versatile back. This is going to be a frustrating backfield Uh, Ronald Jones' opportunities have been limited. Now Antonio Brown is yet another cog in that machine of offensive stardom. He's young. He has shown promise. And if ever there was a time where his hope and his hype was ascending a little, for the first time in his career, it has not gone down from the day before. Now is the time I'm going to be good on him. At no point do I see Ronald Jones being a league winner. At no point do I see Ronald Jones ending up in a great situation where I think he is going to be even James Robinson. We love talking about James Robinson, but the dude's been a monster. So I'm I'm good on Rojo, and I'm doing it quick. Because if this happens two weeks in a row or three weeks in a row with Fournette, we are right back to where we were. In July, with Rojo, where everyone thought Keyshawn Vaughn was going to come over and take over because everyone's going to cast the man off. And I don't want to be caught with that when there has been given to me an opportunity to get rid of him. Hey, man, I I don't mind the the call on Ronald Jones. And I'm actually kicking tires on Keyshawn Vaughn, a little side-by. LaShawn McCoy is not going to be back. I'm about 95% confident that... Uh, Leonard Fournette will not be back, and that's going to leave a pass-catching role, which you've seen a little bit of uh, Keyshawn Vaughn in with this team. And let's be honest, Bruce Arians did not use Ronald Jones. Or maybe it wasn't Bruce Arians, but Ronald Jones was not – I'm trying to remember his rookie year who was the head coach. But he was not used a lot as a rookie. He got like four catches or four touches his entire rookie season, and then he started to get more work. So I don't think Keyshawn Vaughn's dead. Don't shovel dirt on the corpse of Keyshawn Vaughn just yet uh, because I don't think McCoy and Fournette are going to be back and he could be in line for some pass-catching duties next year. All right, Jerry, here it is. Here is the segment that we're going to review a trade from a follower, follower of Christ Joe. And it is brought to you by Hate Brand Goods. Um, th- th- this is my uh, uh, athletic apparel brand. Now, I do not own it, and I'm working on getting Matt, the owner and creator of the brand, uh, as a guest here on the podcast. Let him tell you about the message behind it. He was a two-time Highland Games champion, and all of this stuff, it looks incredibly sharp. Even if you're not maybe in the market, maybe you're just curious. Go to the HVIII.com. That's the H and then eight, the number, the Roman numeral for eight, the HVIII.com. And check out the stuff. If you, if you follow me on Instagram, there's a damn good chance you see me in their floral shorts. I love them. They're kind of wacky. So am I. Uh, the joggers I'm wearing right now. Now, I'm not going to go all weird 
uh, Dr. Kyle from the big bet and stand up and show you my junk or do squats as I podcast. But, rest but he did put a picture of it on he, Twitter. He, so he did, he did. He's, he's a wacky fella himself. But, man, check him out. If you decide to pick anything up, use promo code MEMPHIS at checkout, and you will save uh, some cash. All right, Jerry, let's get this thing uh, ended on a high note. Um, we, again, have got a note uh, from a five-star review. Uh, he wants us to – he has a question for us, so here we go. This, again, this is for follower of Christ Joe. He says, in a productive struggle or a rebuild where you have several picks for the following year. So I'm going to interpret this as that this man, or maybe maybe it could be a woman. Joe Joe's can go both ways. They don't normally have the E, but I'm not here to judge. Don't care. You're a listener, and we appreciate you. But Joe wants to know, what would you do? If, uh, what would you do if several dart throws start hitting or young players produce earlier than expected? Do you trade them away and stick to the rebuild or do you flip the switch and move to compete now? Uh, points are among the leaders and all play in 500. So I'm assuming this guy is hit on some young guys. Maybe he's hit, he didn't really mention any names in this, but maybe he hit on like Justin Jefferson. T. Higgins, James Robinson. If you hit on James Robinson, I damn sure know Joe is a listener of this podcast because that was brought to our attention, and I kept receipts, and it was brought to our attention almost two years ago by Shane Hallam. So I think what he's thinking is is if he's got a a bumper crop of 2021 picks, that's what I'm going to assume this to mean, and his young guys are hitting sooner than later, do you flip the script and start competing? Jerry, I'll let you go first. Listen, you're the guy that runs the contractor, so I want to talk to you first. What what are you doing? Because my my answer would be, hell no, I'm not flipping the script. I'm sticking to it. You got your young guys. They're hitting. That means you did good. That means you are doing exactly what you needed to do. Now, at, at some point, I understand the, the desire to want to try and win, but I, I think you've done a good job. And if you have these young, great talents, on your team already producing, plus you have rookie picks coming in, you're setting yourself up for a great foundation to have a great team. I would stick to it. Randy, you're the contractor. You're the guy that literally builds rosters for people and tells them their flaws. Tell me I'm wrong. What would you do? The plan is the plan. Sometimes fortune smiles on you, but you have to follow the plan. It's just what it is. It's great. I I, I think how you said the, hey, you're doing your job. You're obviously, obviously listening to the Dynasty Warzone. We're helping you with your rookie draft. You're nailing some picks, and you're starting to build a good young roster. Maybe it's a super flex league, and maybe Joe has uh, Herbert. Because you know what Herbert Stan I was in this offseason. It doesn't matter. You continue to set your lineup. Don't cheat. Yep. Don't leave guys in on by. Don't forget to take care of things. Um, you know, m- m- maybe uh, if, if you got a 50-50 call, maybe lean to the 50-50. But, no, you follow the plan. As far as now, that's the part about contending versus not contending. About moving some of the dart throw guys. Here's the thing, and, and I hate to say this because so many of my league mates and uh, a lot of my league mates are patrons, that Joe James Robinson is a guy that I'm going to ride to as many championships as I can. And you can double this if the GM uh, Caldwell, if he gets fired in the offseason. But, Jerry, do you know, 
top of your head, how many picks the Jacksonville Jaguars already have for next year's draft? Not even the slightest idea. 12. They have 12 picks, including four in the top 50. So to think that they may want to invest in a Chuba Hubbard, a Travis Etienne, um, a Gainwell, um, Najee Harris, one of these guys that we're really excited about, they just may do it because they have the draft capital to do it. To, to, to think that, I mean, I could easily see in a, a new GM saying, hey, you know what, we saw a really nice season out of James Robinson. He's super cheap. We're going to keep him around. We're going to get rid of the crumb bums. We're going to get rid of the shoe clerks. We're going to get rid of the the Divina Zigbos, the Chris Thompsons, the, the Raquel Armsteads. We're going to get these bums the hell out of here. But you know what? We're going to add another guy. And even though James Robbins has exhibited some pretty good pass catching chops, if they bring in like a, like a third down type satellite plus back, you got headaches. So I would be looking as a non-contender. So let's say Joe has like a James Robinson. I would be looking to sell him right. I think you could get a 2021 first plus. Like if I had James Robinson, do you understand he is the RB2 in all of fantasy football right now? All. Unless your name's Alvin Kamara, you don't have more running back PPR points than, than James Robinson. And I'm looking to move James Robinson for a Rager, for a Lamb, um, for one of those guys. Because right, right now, Lamb's no longer helping that owner, okay? With, with Andy Dalton in there at quarterback, and maybe this Danucci kid, also a rookie, he's not helping CeeDee Lamb right now. And that owner, who maybe the first five, six weeks of the season was getting CeeDee Lamb as a regular contributor, Maybe he needs points. I'm I'm going to go trade James Robinson for C.D. Lamb, and I'm going to ask for a second on top because I can, because I'm greedy. When that owner says that feels like a lot, I say, what else would you pay for a guy like James Robinson? Because here's the thing. If James Robinson's name was Cam Akers, if James Robinson's name was DeAndre Swift, if, John's Robinson, if James Robinson's name was Clyde Edwards-Hilaire or Jonathan Taylor, your, or even Antonio Gibson, your sweatpants wouldn't fit right now properly. So points are points, but I would be looking, again, for the pedigree, for the long term, for the plus. So, yes, and that's a way to help get your draft pick down. You want to get points out of your lineup, you trade James Robinson for a C.D. Lamb, for a T. Higgins, and I'm asking for a first on top. And if it's a contender that's maybe not using T. Higgins, you're going to get it right now, Jerry. That, those are some things I'm looking to do. Am I crazy? I, no, I, I don't think so at all. That's why it's a rebuild doesn't necessarily mean you get last place. Now, a lot of the times it does because you want those early picks. And there's, you know, there's a mantra that just surrounds the dynasty community that you don't want to be one of the teams that picks fifth, sixth, seventh. You know, you don't want to be one of the middle teams. But if you have a team like like it sounds like he has, where it's you know it's Justin Herbert, and maybe you have Justin Jefferson, and you just happen to finish there, I, I get it. And I'm assuming you have multiple first round picks. Y- you're going to have picks that are early. You're going to have picks that are late. You can do whatever you want with multiple picks. That's why they're nice to have. And you're almost to the point where you can manipulate that a little bit better. Once the standings really start setting and you see those bubble teams, that's when you really start using those picks. Um, Cause you don't actually want to pick all of the picks that you have when you accumulate tons of them. That's just, that's my own strategy at least. 
So I I understand that you don't want to finish in that spot. So that's why you want to trade some of them away so that you'll get the earlier pick, but I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to I'm going to eat the loss on my own pick, have the other picks and then also have a good young core of people that's already scoring points cuz that's the thing is if they can score points, sexy rookies. How many times in the offseason do we see a team that says I've got this player and this player and this player, and they're starting four rookies, and people go, oh, my God, how did you get such a good roster? And then they get to week three, and they're 0-3. That's not what you want. And you have a good team that can at least score points. And, yes, there's going to be flaws, and that and that's that's what those picks are going to be for to – you know, to address later on. So I know I am staying the course. I think you've done a good job. I think you have literally done exactly what you needed to do. Stay the course. The plan is the plan. As the man said, stick to the plan, win, get some money in the future. You're setting yourself up perfectly to do so. And, and it's a bad timing. If you're listening to this uh, going into week eight, because James Robinson's going in on by, um, I, I like, I will I'll be offering James Robinson straight up for Deandre Swift. And I love James Robinson. I'm not having any more kids, but if I had another son, maybe James would be the name. I don't know, but I'm, I'm a big fan, but, uh, I, I, I know that I want Deandre on my team. Um, it goes back to he's, that. He's looked good, man. Dude, I'm telling you. And I told you, I had to warn you. He, he was the guy who just like Dalvin cook, who his entire college season, do you know how many friggin' Saturdays? I sat there and DeAndre Swift's the RB1, DeAndre Swift's the RB1, DeAndre Swift's the RB1. And then here comes Jonathan Taylor has a big combine. Boom. Uh, DeAndre Swift's no longer the RB1. And then here goes Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, and he's a chief, and that pushed him further down the line. I don't buy it. That kid's super talented. But, but Joe, I hope that was a long-winded way of saying stay the course. Tip of the cap because I'm wearing one for for doing a great job drafting in your rookie drafts. You just you just keep you just keep stacking and piling, stacking and piling, and you get to the point to where you will have a monster because you're having your young guys hitting, you're accumulating more picks, and then all of a sudden you will be able to feed and stoke this fire for years to come, and you will have a monster. That's why you stick to the plan. Um, it takes guts, as Marcellus Wallace will say. That's his pride messing with you. Your pride's messing with you, Joe. I'm not going to curse because you're 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 a good person, a better person than me. But that's just pride messing with you. Your pride's getting in the way. You're thinking, man, if I move this end table over here and turn this couch, I can make this fit into a contender. Don't do it. Don't be blinded. Don't be blinded. Stay the course. Follow your rebuild and unleash this monster on your league in 2021. They will wonder what in the world they're up against, and how are they going to combat it. And guys, if you want us to break down your trade or your scenario or your situation the way that we did for Joe, and Joe, thank you very much. On behalf of yeah. Jerry, me, and the, and the whole DWZ crew, thank you for Another that thing, star. Joe, trade for Dak Prescott. That's what I'll say with one of your future Yeah, if picks. I was going to th- – thank you. If I was going to burn a first on somebody, that's a great call. I would be looking – uh, Saquon Barkley. I would be looking. Can I move James? Can I Cortland move James, Sutton? Cortland Sutton. Can I move James Robinson in a first? Maybe like your like your your middle or back end first. Can I move James Robinson in a first to someone who's sitting on Saquon Barkley? Sold American cash money because again you will build a juggernaut. So Joe, thank you so much for the review. It means a ton to the whole family over here at the DWZ uh, family of shows. And if you want us to do that for you, 
just go on there. Leave us a five-star. I know not every platform offers the ability to leave a review, but if you do one, I see it. So uh, we'll add yours to this. But, Jerry, we're running just a little bit long, but I, I love this show. It's the flagship. It's what the war zone was built on. What do you got for these people before we uh, we get this one uh, closed on YouTube and up on a podcast? Nothing great, but if you have been watching the YouTube, you saw me drinking a nice, delicious peach tea Snapple. And I will give you the Snapple fact today, and that is what I will end you with because I thought it was a good one. That grizzly bears run as fast as the average horse. Now, if you would have put a gun to my head and said that, I would have called you a damn dirty liar. So that's that's my interesting fact for the day, Randy. I love it. But remember, kids, you don't have to be faster than the grizzly bear. You just have to be faster <laughs> than your friends. So on behalf of that man, he is the man of the hour. He is the man with the power. He is Jerry Sinclair. I am Memphis. Thank you for tuning in. And remember, here at the Dynasty War Zone, we are just trying to make the world a better place for fantasy football. We'll see you back here real soon. Thanks for hanging with us, guys. Hey, fellow Warzone listeners. My name is Zach Camps. Uh, I'm not golfing or slinging my hands a monster. I'm usually thinking about Dynasty Fantasy Football. A couple months back, I joined the Patreon just to take my Dynasty passion to the next level. And I'll tell you what. Well, let's just say there's writer-downers for days in the Patreon. As a member, you get access to the bonus pod where the guys take the filter off and talk about a wide variety of topics that maybe they won't cover on the normal show. You also get access to Memphis and Jerry for one-on-one advice, personal dynasty dilemmas. They'll tackle them for you, help you out with it. You just don't get that anywhere else. But I'd say my favorite part about the Depth of Patreon is the uh, the group chat. Tell you what, these guys are some excellent minds, tons of fun. The fire in there is amazing. Great platform to post trade questions, debate rookie values, share insight, interact with some cool people from across the globe. You know, Shout out to those guys in Australia. They're blowing my phone up all the time. You know, the best part is there's no Twitter trolls or Facebook trolls arguing about stuff they don't know anything about. So uh, if you want to enjoy your dynasty experience even more, win those championships, pause the podcast right now, sign up, and you can thank me later in the group chat. <laughs>